Have you gotten fired from a job before? If you have, and if you haven't, stay tuned to listen to my story. Hey, so I'm throwing it back to August 14, 2019. Let's take a walk down memory lane. And I want to share this story with you because... I don't think I'm the only one that has experienced this and I want us to be a little bit more vocal about some of the things that we experience so that when we share our testimonies, people can really see the process and people can really see that God's hand was literally throughout every step of the way. So anyways, I'm going to get right into it without wasting any time. But if you haven't listened to the previous episode, which is chapter six, Dismiss, please go take a listen. I actually read and share a letter that I wrote to myself. That was a bit of a paradox because August 14, 2019 was actually the sixth year that Elvis and I had been together. So I was so excited to be able to see him that evening and to be able to celebrate, you know, six years, love him. Shout out to my husband, Elvis. Um, And so at that point we were dating for six years and Yet I had an uneasiness in my spirit when I woke up and I knew that something was off balance, something pertaining to the job that I was working. So that morning I woke up, I'm like, okay, something seems a little bit off. Prior to that, there had been talks about, you know, the new government has come in, they're cutting budgets, cutting, um, they're cutting budgets. And so that has implications on the place that I'm working at. We were being told that people would be potentially laid off. And so, you know, I thought to myself, okay, like, really? Like, I just started this job a few months ago, and now I'm just going to be laid off after I graduated, you know, from my master's degree. And one thing that I have said as well is it doesn't matter how intelligent you are, how smart you are, how good looking you think you are. To be honest with you, all of those things don't matter. It's literally the favor of God that is a common thread. It is literally the grace of God. It is literally the goodness of God that is a common thread throughout all of our journeys, whether or not we acknowledge that. Because I was walking around with multiple degrees, right? And I'm even just saying that to let you know, to reinforce that point, that your intelligence is not what necessarily sets you or takes you to certain places. It is the goodness of God. And so I was looking at that time I had been searching. I graduated in June. I had been searching for a job to work. And, you know, I got this particular job back in April, right about the time that I was about to finish all of my courses, but graduation was in June. But I I just, this just wasn't the role that I was looking to work in. It was a call center job. It was um, a legal job though. So I appreciated the fact that it was a legal position because I had always had a fascination for law. And I also wanted to understand how the legal perspective was the same or different and how it would interact with the policy perspective and lens. And so um, I appreciated the job. You know, I had shared before as well that I was looking for even a retail job. I just needed some coins. You know what I mean? So honestly, I got to that point of desperation where it was like, it didn't matter how many papers, how many degrees I had. It didn't matter. Like I was okay with, you know, a minimum wage job at that point. And so anyways, I got this job in April Um, But I was still looking for a position in my field because this job was paying, I think, around, and I'm going to be transparent about this, but this job was paying around, I think, $40,000. And I had said, funny enough, prior to graduating that I'm not going to take any job that 
pays less than 70K minimum, you know? And so I'm talking out of the plans that I had made and, you know, talking about like, okay, I have this to offer and I have this to offer. So I'm not going to take a job that's going to pay me less than what I think I deserve, quote unquote, what I think I deserve. And so, you know, then (laughs) I got this job, I saw the pay, $40,000. I'm like, okay, you know what? It's at least in the legal field. I may not actually like the specific position, but it's in the legal field. It's still paying me something at least, even though this job is paying me pretty much what my master's degree costs me. But I said, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm going to be grateful. I'm going to thank God and I'm going to move forward. So I started the job in April. Fast forward to July, talks about cuts. So I'm like, okay, basically all the new hires, we were the last group of people that were being hired. There was actually supposed to be another group of people to be hired, but I think they put a pause on it. So anyways, we were the last group of people to be hired and there was already talks about budget cuts and so how that is going to affect the jobs and the new hires. Obviously, we have less seniority, so most likely our jobs are the ones that are going to be taken. And so basically our jobs, and so basically I'm probably going to be one of the people who is going to be laid off or fired from the job. And so I remember I, you know, started training, two-week training. My trainer actually had the same name as me. So I really enjoyed that part. I really enjoyed the theory. I really enjoyed meeting new people. I really enjoyed working in groups with people, sharing my thoughts, also hearing their thoughts, their experiences, etc. And you know, even the trainer was saying like, you're one of the best students and I think you're going to be so great at this job. But deep down inside, I wasn't happy because I knew that this wasn't the job that I was looking for. I really wanted to start working in my field. Nonetheless, grateful. So fast forward to July, received an email that was saying that if anybody wants to take a voluntary package to exit the organization or to let go of their job, um, they will do that. There's the details of the package, etc. And I'm like, sis, I'm not trying to take no voluntary package because I'm about to get married in just over a year and I need some sort of money. Like, how am I going to, how are we going to pay to live? How are we going to pay for the wedding day, etc. So all of these thoughts were in my mind. And so I'm like, okay, God, like I've been praying for a job. I got this job. Um, I'm grateful for it. But at the same time, like now the job is pretty much up in the air. So I didn't understand. To be honest with you, I did not understand. But little did I know there was a process that I needed to go through and there was an experience that I needed to experience. And there was a method, a very, very wise method to the process that God was taking me through. But at the time, in that season, when I was learning the lessons, I didn't like it. And it was very uncomfortable and very confusing and a little bit draining. And so you know, I nonetheless, I said, I'm not taking that package, sis. I'm keeping this job. I'm going to keep pushing through it, even if I don't really like the position itself. So I stayed at the job, went to work on August 14th. As I said, something was just a little bit, something was off. There was an uneasiness in my spirit. So I went to work and I remember I was sitting at my desk. One of the supervisors sent me a message and she said to come over to her desk to review some policy or to review some trainings and I'm in my head I'm like I don't know why you guys are trying to swerve me so I'm like just tell me straight up that like you want to have a conversation about the layoff and I'll be good with that but don't say like come to my desk so you can review some powerpoints and review some trainings I could do that at my desk you could send the link and I could do it anyways I went over to 
the supervisor area and there was the supervisor and she had told me that you know um they're, they want to have HR wants to have a conversation with me and so in my head I'm like okay so you basically just told me that you want me to come to your desk to review some content some training but that's not why you called me but okay cool then she started talking about a vacation that she was going to be going on honestly I was so excited about the vacation like in terms of the details, it sounded like a very, very fun, dope vacation. But at the moment, I just did not care to hear it. And so she was speaking, going on and going on. And then I was led to go to HR. So I'm walking through this hall down to HR. After hearing about somebody's glorious vacation, when I know that I'm about to be laid off or at least informed. So I went into the office, sat down in front of HR and the union representative and they told me that you know um, based on the budget cuts from the provincial government they're going to have to let some people go and lay some of us off and there may be a recall um, and they're going to give us a package for about three months or so i said okay you know what cool to be honest god if i'm being very frank i don't really like this job i feel like it's not fair that i'm taking up space in a place that I'm not really enjoying the job when others are, but at the same time, I know I need the money because I'm about to get married. I need the money. But you know what? I said, all right, cool. And they're like, do you have any questions? I'm like, no, nope, no questions. I was upset at the fact that they had deceived me into thinking that the conversation was something else that it really wasn't. But anyways, you know what? I went back to my desk. I said, that's fine. So then I remember the following week or so, we as a group of people so um, a few of us that were part of the hiring batch so my group um we we had a meeting with our supervisor where they had to determine who would have the most seniority out of all of us and so i remember i and i knew it so i was like i mean i know i'm gonna get the most seniority even though like i'm not really trying to stay here but i am trying to stay here and so lo and behold i did end up getting the most seniority it was like a lottery way that it was done and so I remember there was a gentleman who's a little bit older he really was not looking to start a new career like this was a permanent full-time position work from home eventually and so he was very very upset and so he was visibly upset and so I went to him and I said you know what honestly I you know I can find an opportunity somewhere else I know God will open doors somewhere else so if it really comes down to it where they're saying that they're gonna have to lay you off because of your seniority level then we can swap like you can take the number one seniority and I'm okay I know God will provide and so anyways we had that conversation cool fast forward to early September that morning I woke up again uneasiness in my spirit I knew that I honestly knew something was off so I'm riding the train going to work going to work going to work and even the day before that in September my supervisor had sent me a message saying that she's going to come into the office and have a conversation she wants to chat um, and when she sent me that message, as soon as I saw her name pop up, I'm like, I know she's coming to the office to fire me. Because quite honestly, I wasn't showing up my full self. I felt like the job was kind of muzzling my voice because I wanted to share my perspectives on policies. I wanted to help write and create policies. I wanted to um, analyze and review and critique policies and create better policies and engage with communities. I wanted to do all of those things, but in this job, I wasn't able to do that. It was a very rigid position. Everything had to be by the book, step by step, 
second by second, minute by minute, everything monitored, everything micromanaged. And so, you know, that honestly, I was, I'll acknowledge that that working style works for some people, but I just could not stand that my voice seemed to be, I felt like my voice was very muzzled. And so I went into work that day, the day after she had sent the message that she's going to um, come in. So that morning I went, rode the train, got to work. And I was, I was speaking with a client and supervisor sent me a message and said that when we have some time, she would like to chat. So as soon as she said that, I just thought to myself, like, okay, they're going to fire me. I know it. So I went, um, so I was at my desk and I, you know, I let her know when I was ready so we can go talk. She came to my desk. I left my phone and everything on my desk. Then we're walking out of the doors to the elevator. She's the supervisor's trying to make small talk. But to be honest with you, I was angry. I was livid because at, in August, they had told me that I'm going to do training when they were telling me that I'm going to be laid off. Anyways, we're walking down the hall and it really felt, it just felt very, it felt very draining to be walking down that, down that hall, knowing that like this job is feels like it's literally slipping from my fingers. We walked to the elevators and the supervisor wanted to make small talk, you know, and I wasn't in it. I was not in the mood to be honest. So I was just like, I asked her, I'm like, where are we going? She's like, oh, you'll find out when we get there. I'm like, what is it about? I know you guys are gonna fire me so you can tell me. And I remember the face she made, she just looked at me like, okay, let's just get into the elevator. So we were in the elevator, nobody was saying a word to each other. Then we were walking down this hall that felt so elongated, felt so dark, felt so like mysterious. Like what is this that's happening right now? I need this job, I'm about to get married in a year. So I walk down the hall with the supervisor. She leads me into the same room where I was meeting with human resources and with the union representative where they told me that I was going to be laid off or potentially laid off. And so I sat down, didn't say anything. I mean, I said hi, and then I didn't say much. And then I remember the supervisor started to read a letter. She told me that we will be letting you go. And those are the words that I remember. I do remember that she was reading word for word on the papers. I'm like, listen, you can tell me without reading the paper. You can tell me by having maintaining eye contact and letting me know that I'm being fired from the job. You don't have to read it from the paper because it just feels very robotic, very impersonal, like you don't care. And so I remember the last words. So we will be letting you go. And... In that two seconds, I felt very dazed. Like I felt very confused. I felt like my world was spinning because I had said before, right? That I was looking for a job. I got this job and I'm about to get married in a year. And now you're telling me I'm losing my job. You're telling me that I'm being fired. And I was distraught in those two seconds, but then quickly, quickly, and I kid you not quickly, I just gathered myself. And I remember the human resources representative said to me do you have any questions and I said no I don't have any questions but what I will say and I remember the union representative was actually on the phone and I said what I will say is that you know I appreciate the opportunity to have been able to work for this company I appreciate the fact that I've been able to work in the legal field if I'm being honest I haven't really been enjoying the position and I don't think it's fair for me to take up space where others actually enjoy the work more than I do. And so thank you for everything, but I know that God will provide for me. I have no worry about that. And I remember 
I remember the supervisor and the human resources representative, they, they were staring at me. They were looking at me like, huh? That's not the response we were looking for. Like, you know, when you tell somebody that they're being fired, you, you may expect that they will cry or that they'll ask why, ask questions. Like, is there anything that can be done to change that decision? Or um, they'll be confused. But my response was very clear that God will provide, so I'm good. So I remember the union representative, she was asking me and she was insisting, are you sure you don't have any questions? Are you sure you don't have any questions? Are you sure you don't have any questions? And I said, no, I don't have any questions, to be honest with you. But like I've said, I appreciate the opportunity and I, I, just, I just trust God. And I remember even in that moment where the supervisor um, was reading that letter, I was a bit upset because I'm like, how can I just get this job just for it to be taken away or just for it to slip through my fingers? But then there was a there was a moment where I just realized that God is so big, He is so wise, He is in control, He always provides. And that moment was actually when the HR representative said, I know this might be difficult news to hear. However, we have decided to continue to pay you for the next three months as it originally agreed in the layoff letter. And I'm like, wait, what? First of all, this is not even a situation of being laid off. This is a situation of being fired, being let go. When you fire somebody, when you let somebody go, when you show somebody the exit door, you're telling them that that's it. You can't even go back and get your belongings. Like You just have to leave the premises right away. And nobody's paying you even an extra day. Nobody's paying you even an extra minute or hour, let alone three months. So I was like, wow, like you really provide God because in that time, like I did not know what I was going to do. It was almost December. And usually by the end of the year, government institutions, the budgeting starts to wind down. So there aren't really new opportunities. So I'm like, okay, I don't have a job. And then potentially I won't have any money. But they said they're going to continue to pay for three months, even though they decided to fire me, even though they decided to fire me, even though they decided to fire me, God still provided for those three months. And catch this. So I remember I was going back on the train and I texted Elvis and I was crying. At that moment, I remember the HR representative. So I went back upstairs. I got all my belongings. HR representative walked me out to the taxi to go back to the subway to pick up my car. And she was asking, like, are you okay? Is everything okay? I said, yeah, everything is good. I honestly trust God and I thank you so much for your concern. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for walking into the taxi. I'm okay. And you know when you're, if you've experienced, if you're ever fired from a job, they have to make sure you leave the premises in case you try, you get upset and do something wild. So she walked me to the cab. I went in the cab and that, in, in that instance, in that moment, that's when I began to cry. That's when I began to let the actual emotions out. That's when I actually began to write my letter. And so in the middle of writing my letter, I'm like, okay, I need to text Elvis. I need to text my, my fiance. And I just cried and I remember what he said to me is all we have to do is put our trust in him and watch him work and these are words that have resonated in my heart resonated in my mind resonated in my spirit resonated on my lips just have resonated in me and have literally been a source of guidance for me because like when you think about those words like 
all we have to do as people, our only responsibility is to put our trust in God, not to try to figure out the details of how am I going to get the next job? How am I going to get money to pay for my student loans? How am I going to get the money to pay for my wedding? How am I going to get the money to purchase a property? God doesn't need you worrying about those details. He's got it all under control. And how did he prove that to me? By even creating an opportunity where I'm still getting paid, even though I'm being fired. Tell me where you've heard that before. And that's when I knew it is only God. God's goodness is the common thread in my life. God's hand is carrying me. So through the fire, through the water, through the rivers, he's there. It's going to come. Those trials and tests are going to come. I did not like the lesson in the moments when I was learning them, but I knew that it was necessary for my growth. I knew that it was necessary for my next level. I knew that it was necessary for my next elevation. All we have to do is put our trust in him and watch him work. Just watch him work. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Be still and know that I am God. My faithfulness continues from generation to generation. I establish the earth and it abides. These are all scriptures that are anchors for me. And those words from my fiance in those moments dried up my tears. It dried up my tears because I knew that God is in control. Like, why? Who pays somebody to continue? Who continues to pay somebody whom they fired? There's no obligation, whether or not I'm unionized, there's no obligation I knew was only the goodness, the grace, and the mercies of God. And so fast forward to about four weeks or so after that, I remember I totally forgot about the job that I had applied to back in August. And in November, so so I would say about four to four to six weeks or so after that whole ordeal. I I remember I was at home and I was just laying on my bed, you know, at that point I was just chilling because I was getting paid, but I was still applying for jobs, but I wasn't worried because I just trusted what I had seen in that moment on that day in those two months between August and September, I'm like, God's got me. So I have no worries. So I was laying on my bed and I remember the Holy Spirit tugging at my heart and just saying like, go open your email. So I went to check my email randomly and then I saw an, an invite to come to an interview, a testing and an interview for the Ontario government. And that opportunity, that opportunity, that opportunity opened tremendous doors. And in the next few episodes, I'm going to share where God took me from that moment of despair, desperation, confusion, lack of clarity, but yet still being thankful and acknowledging that even in every moment, there's still something to be grateful for. Gratitude is consistent. Gratitude doesn't stop because our situation changes. And so in that moment, what I learned is that God is truly in control. I know we say this a lot, but God's hand, God cares about the details, every detail of our life. And he is literally in control. And so I'm going to continue in the next episodes coming forward, but I'm going to stop here and let me know what your experiences have been. If you have ever been fired from a job, what have you seen in terms of God's hand? What proof have you seen that God's hand is truly still on your life, irrespective of the current happenings, what's currently happening? What was your proof? What was your confirmation? Ah, God is still with me despite what I'm 
facing in terms of challenges. No matter what I've lost, God is still with me. No matter where I'm going, no matter the valley of death, no matter the darkness, no matter the pit, God is with me and he's going to lift me out of the merry clay. So think about those questions and some of your responses. So look forward to the upcoming episodes. The one that I'm most excited about is the one that is next month entitled, I Only Want Him. So this episode, I'm going to have my special guest, the one and only Mr. Yabois, Elvis, my lover forever. My husband will be on that episode and we'll be having a fun time. We'll be having a good time. So you don't want to miss it. We'll be asking each other some questions, some speed questions. You don't want to miss it. So thanks once again for kicking it with me.